reading these reports that Russ may want to play somewhere else. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We have no intention of making any move there. What will the Denver Broncos do with oh. Aaron Rodgers not coming? How does trading for Russell Wilson sound? That's what just happened. Wow. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. Former Vikings general manager Rick Spielman. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. Host of HBO's Game Theory, Bomani Jones. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Boy, every single day, news is popping. Next week is when the new league year for the NFL and free agency begins in earnest. The free agency frenzy that I'll be hosting on NFL Network on Monday. Uh, Oh, my gosh. It's really beginning to spin. So yesterday, Aaron Rodgers says I'm staying put for, you know, a certain amount of money that... um, we're still waiting to hear become official from the team and from him and from his Twitter account or what have you. And then an hour and a half later, Russell Wilson gets traded from Seattle to Denver. Bobby Wagner gets released. And um, obviously there's a lot of other moves that are, are rumored and are taking place. But those are the ones Devontae Adams gets franchise tag. But uh, moments ago, news comes out that the Washington Commanders, who apparently were knocking on so many doors in the NFL and they weren't being answered yet for um, their choice for the next quarterback of the Washington Command, the first ever Washington Commander quarterback. True, true. Okay. Taylor Heineke had a heck of a run as a football teamer, <laughs> but a commander he is not. Almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. So they, they now have a, maybe they should make an action figure, Carson the Commander. It's Carson Wentz back in the NFC East, sitting somewhere right now in Philadelphia is an Eagles fan laughing his or her proverbial ass off because Carson Wentz was definitely um, over as an Eagles quarterback. I think we can all assume that. And then um, the Eagles get him for a one and a three, turns out. A one. They're going to be using a first-round draft choice. In just a few weeks' time, the Eagles will be on the clock in Las Vegas unless they trade the pick, and they will be using the selection of the Colts to try and better their team against the Washington Commanders, who they'll face twice a year now with Carson Wentz as their quarterback. And I'm wondering if this is an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. I know you could sit here and say Wentz is a better college pedigree and Wentz has a better, you know, NFC East pedigree, one would say. And But the Washington Commanders, could, could you call them desperate? It is just two threes. And you get yourself a quarterback, though, that has no guaranteed money after this year. It's kind of like a one-year $28 million deal with all the money that vests and the roster bonuses and everything. And that's off the, the Colts docket. So there's that. Commanders go to the Colts this year, Rich. Revenge game. Of course they do. Revenge game. Got it. I guess there, there won't be many Wentz jerseys. In Indianapolis, where, by the way, all you got to do is play for the Colts for literally half a year, and usually half the stadium's filled with your jersey. 
But yeah, I'm, this this one. Uh, if you're a Colts one, fan, if you're a Colts fan, you're like, I'm eager to see what's next. Mm-hmm. You got to be concerned about what's next. Who the upgrade is going to be? Is Jimmy Garoppolo your upgrade? Is Jameis Winston your upgrade? Are they going to take some sort of shot? Because every single day we're coming to work right now. We got to have our heads on a swivel. Here comes a, a deal that you're not seeing coming. <laughs> Although, as I said at the end of last hour, there's no question in my mind that. Um, Carson Wentz was out the door. I mean, every single one of us at the Combine were like, wow. You hear what Chris Ballard has to say? Wow. Frank Reich was live on the air sitting between Daniel Jeremiah and I and didn't say it for a single second that, yeah, Carson's our guy. They didn't also say we have no intention of trading him, which Rick Spielman, the former GM of the Vikings, told me is one of their cliches. If you hear you hear a GM say no intention or coach say we have no intention, then look out. There's intention. <laughs> and um, – he didn't say that. This one, uh, this one. Um, uh, if I'm a Washington Commander fan, I'm like, really? This is, you know, really? There's upside. It's not inspiring, but there is upside. What's there. the upside? You give it to me. The upside is he plays like an MVP, like he did, uh, you know, in 2017. It's five years. Okay. It's a lifetime ago. He's not and, not that old. Okay. He's a young guy, big, strong, big arm. Showed flashes. If we look at the numbers, numbers weren't as bad as people want to make them out to be. Uh, he did falter in the last couple weeks. Of against the, year, the Jacksonville so. Jaguars. How's that going to work against the Dallas Cowboys? I get it. Jaguars also beat the Bills. So, Who else did they beat? Doesn't matter. Their kicker. They beat their kicker. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Rich. That's the coach. My bad. Sorry. Also for the Colts, this will be the seventh straight year with a different opening day quarterback. Wow. By the way, I feel like this is kind of role reversal where I'm taking the – it's not going to work. Negative side. approach. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm skeptical side, and you're take. Uh, look, if you're the Washington Commanders, and you're talking about we're taking a big swing at quarterback, and you come back with Carson Wentz, it's yeah, like you like know I what? Said, I'm, I'm going to go. Hey, it's not inspiring. Hey, you, you. Here's what you should do. You should tell Sarah later today. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, if you you guys need a new car, okay. I'm a, we're, hey, Sarah, we're going to take a big swing at a car. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a big swing in a car, okay. and she's thinking about every possible sports car, every sure. single European car, mm-hmm. every single car that's got um, you know, two zeros to the left of the comma. And you come back with a lease. We're leasing, and the car's only got one zero left of the comma. Minivan. Yeah. I guess, yeah, the sensible, big upside. Minivan's got a big upside, potentially, because there's lots of things that you can do. You space. could put Maverick and Cage in right. it, Dog, Son. <laughs> yep. You know, you're going on a trip. You could fill it up with all sorts of stuff. Hauling capabilities. Right. There's, there's GPS. Yeah. It's got GPS. GPS. It's got w- GPS. It'll drive. Yeah, but it's not uh, the big swing. No. How do you think Washington Commander fans are feeling right now? I mean, They're like, what happened to our team name? What happened to our quarterback? <laughs> what is going on? You know, should I put up a poll? What's the poll? Bigger disappointment, the team, team name, name of the, the quarterback. There it is. He only had seven interceptions last year. You know what? Twenty-seven yeah. and seven. I don't think that's going to get the NFL Network retweet, but still put it up there. You got it. What's a bigger, bigger disappointment? Team name, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, honey, we're going to take a big swing. <laughs> big swing. Aaron Rodgers is in play. Russell Wilson's in play. You know, it's kind of like uh, 
And their their response could be, we tried. We tried. It took apparently, swings at anyone. Apparently, yeah, right, they, right. apparently they gave Seattle a better so-called offer than what Denver selected. They can't come out and say, hey, we tried, fans. Do you know what Denver said no to? You know what? I mean, you know what Seattle said no to? You know Russell Wilson said no to? And he's from down the road here in the Mid-Atlantic. He's from here. He could have come home, quote-unquote, to play. But we're on the East Coast, and he and his wife wanted to be, you know, and closer to the West or be on the West Coast, you know? But should they have rather been happy with, like, Trubisky? Would that have been better for Washington at this point? They can't come out and say, you know, we tried. It's kind of like that line from Midnight Run, which, you know, I always go back to. Great movie. It's like Moscone, Bell Bonds. He's trying to he's trying to find out what's going on on the road. He's trying to find out what's going on on the road, but everyone keeps telling him to go f himself. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me that. They called Green Bay. They called Seattle. Yeah, sorry. And then and then there's Chris Ballard, who's got his quarterback essentially with a please take him sign. Rick Spielman came on an hour or two, and he gave us all of those coach those general manager cliches. And Chris Ballard used none of them. He was like attached to a truth serum. Who wants this guy? <laughs> so I'll tell you what. Buyer beware. But who wants him? I'm the seller and buyer beware. How many sellers say give you a buyer beware symbol or signal? <laughs> yeah, more I think about it. Not enthused. <laughs> I could never tell. More think about it, not enthused. <laughs> EJ, Dallas fan, you happy? Oh, about of course this. you're psyched. Yeah, course. Come on. Come on. TJ Jefferson, I've hooked you up to a truth serum. Okay. It's not like you need it. You spit the truth all the time. That's what I do. Here we go. Okay. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. And I am. Correct. Yes. Check that box. You check Ding. all the boxes. <laughs> Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders. Okay. Uh-huh. They have just gotten Aaron Rodgers. Your thoughts? Woo, buddy. This is going to be a tough season. Now, Washington Commanders, they've got Russell Wilson. Your thoughts? I'm not liking this right now, guys. This is, uh, I'm, not, I'm not happy with okay. these two games I got to play against. Washington Commanders, their starting quarterback is Carson Wentz. Uh, slightly better than Taylor Heineke, but I'm not as worried as okay. I would be. There you go. Obviously. That's it. Jameis needs a team. Where's he going to go? Would that have been better for Washington? I think Jameis has to stay. They better keep Jameis in New Orleans, I would think. Mm. Where's he going to go? He's a starting quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's some value in that Colts gig, man. Jameis goes there? I I feel like the Saints should keep Jameis. But, you know, I stay out of these things. I got a quarterback. Who wants to go to a team? That's got a quarterback-friendly coach because he's a quarterback coach who coaches everybody up. Who wants to go to the team where um, that's got Jonathan Taylor and it's got Darius Leonard and it's got it's got it all working? Yeah, and a fan base that goes nuts for the team. Great stadium, neat town. If you win, they love you. Oh, forever! They build statues. You're a god. I think you understated how. That's not having a, Jonathan Taylor rich. He's he's yeah. really, 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 really good. 
So, I mean, what do you think, Chris? Because you and I, every it seems like every year we get into this Colts thing, and I think you and I, I think the last three years are like this Colts team is low key pretty good, right? The Colts are the Colts are good. You know, you think if they had, I don't know, just a slight. Like I said, the stats the stats paint a, a, a brighter picture of Wentz than if you actually watched him play. Yeah. And I know you watched a lot of Colts games just fantasy-wise. Yeah. But they are that guy away. There's some talent there, bro. being a contender, winning the division, and kind of making some noise in the playoffs. And, you know, where do they go now? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's in the draft. They're going to have to take a swing at one of these guys that are going to be available. Let's go to David in California. You're on the phone line. What's up, David? You there, David? Yeah. What's going yeah, on, how sir? Doing? How are you? Good, good. So I wanted to give you three reasons why uh, a GM should go for Devondre Campbell versus, uh, versus Bobby White. Want to hear him? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, uh, He's three years younger. He's right in his prime. He's 28 as opposed to 31. Bobby Wagner's still great, but he's on the other side of that. Um, he arguably had a better season last year uh, for yeah. the Packers and, uh, than Bobby Wagner, and he's probably going to come cheaper. So I just think maybe you look at that option before you go out and spend a ton of money on Bobby Wagner. No, I'm not sitting here to say to spend a ton of them on Bobby Wagner, and, and I, 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 I would definitely, if I'm any team, you know, if you're Green Bay, you know, they're, they're – and I know I said 32 teams. Look, if you're a team that is so close to winning it all and you've got cap this, cap that, and you, you've got kids that you need to take care of on your own team, I'm not saying you come hell or high water, you sign Bobby Wagner. Clearly not. You know what I'm saying? Like, that I'm, that I'm not doing. But um, I, I'm just pointing out that he is just incredible. And um, to have somebody, uh, th- there's got to be a fit for somebody who that may have somebody or doesn't have somebody at the position. I, w- I would be knocking on his door like yesterday, immediately. As soon as I heard it was over, I'm like calling him up and I'm like, when you're ready to start talking, we're here. Here's my number. You tell me what. That's it. I'm not saying the Packers should do it. Clearly. Right. Well, right but Devondre Campbell's a free agent as well. Right. Um, so I, that wouldn't be a bad plan B, I guess, if you want to re-sign your own guys. So I appreciate the call, though, David. Thank you. You know, I, I, it, not every, not not one size does not fit all. There are some guys like Bobby White. I think they do fit all. But what if the Colts trade for Matt Ryan? That's not a bad idea either. That's hmm. one guy. Great. Great point, Chris. I I don't know. Nobody's talking about Atlanta's quarterback situation. Shout out Sarah. She just texted me that. Well, don't, there you go. Great job, Sarah. Uh, why don't you sit in here every now and then? Oh, come on. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> she, and I, it's amazing that she's, you know, chiming in like that, even though you've clearly let her down on the car front. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're taking a big swing. Big swing. But no, that's a great point. Nobody's talking about Atlanta's quarterback situation. And they're the ones who have to do something they to are the lower yeah, exactly. cap number yeah. and re-sign him to a longer-term deal. I imagine to lower that cap number. Or just get somebody new in there, a young player, a little more mobile. Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Does it smell too much, too much like Phillip Rivers in Indy or... Philip took him to the playoffs. You know what Carson Wentz didn't do? Phil had a good Phillip year. Did, Philip didn't have Jonathan Taylor like last year. Philip had him just, you know, taking the training wheels off. 
Phillip had Naeem Hines in the game more often. Phil was 11 and 5, 4,200 yards. So Does he come Matt back? Ryan in Indianapolis is a terrific supposition. I just don't know cap number, how it fits. Matt's got a big cap number. He's got he's got the largest hit ever, right? Yes. Rogers' huge cap number was second to Matt Ryan's. What's Atlanta going to do? That's not a bad idea. Oh, baby. What is Atlanta going to do? Where would he go? The Falcons can or move he up. Stays, or he stays. Or he stays. Or he stays. What does Sarah want? I think uh, her and her Falcons friends are kind of over. Ready, the, they're, they're ready to go. Yeah. They're ready to go. Not that he's not still good, but, you know, we've seen. And plus he goes to another conference. That's yeah, not a bad. All right. Maybe take Malik Willis and let's rock and roll. Uh-huh. That's what they want. There we go. Yeah. Not a bad idea. That might be that. That might be a, a. If you look up in the sky, you see either a pie or one of those spiders that comes out. <laughs> <at you. laughs> All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Bo Monty Jones got a new show on HBO. He will join us next, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time, boy. Do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show? And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me i need a good night's sleep because if i don't have one just not myself you know the deal you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep it's a game changer for all of us so sleep number helps me my sleep number setting is 60 my wife's setting is 70 we both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com okay back here on the rich eisen show he's got his new program coming out on hbo we've been talking about it with him for quite some time uh, he is joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show as Game Theory with Bomani Jones is right around the corner. It starts streaming on March the 13th. New series on HBO and HBO Max. Bomani Jones, how are you, Bomani? I want to start this with one of my favorite quotes from music that after you guys brought this person up, I have to read. Okay. This is a quote from Miles Davis. 
I remember one time, it might have been a couple of times, at the Fillmore East in 1970, I was opening for this sorry-ass cat named Steve Miller. <laughs> Steve Miller didn't have bleep going for him, so I'm pissed because I got to open for this non-playing MF just because he had one or two sorry-ass records out. <laughs> so I would come late, and he would have to go off first, and then we got out there and we smoked the MF play. Everybody dug it. That is from Miles Davis' autobiography. Some kind of blue right there. From Jones. Do you have his autobiography just around you, or you just you literally have that committed? What is that? I, I, I pulled it up on the computer uh, ah. after you mentioned him. But anytime I hear Steve Miller now, that is my immediate thought, is why did Miles Davis do that to him in that <laughs> autobiography? I love it. Fantastic. Uh, congrats in advance of the debut, March 13th debut of your show, Bomani. You will have nothing short of everything to talk about, it seems, like on that program to kick off. Yeah, no. Like, one thing that's interesting is that we'll be doing, like, some big picture stuff. We'll also be getting into, like, the topical um, elements of what's going on out here. But you're right. We picked a good week to come out here because the football world is caught on fire. And that whole Brittany Griner thing is its own amazing situation. Yeah, we got oh, it all baseball, which somehow could be more interesting by not playing. Yeah, I, I mean, so there's so much to discuss. And uh, Game Theory with Bomani Jones again on HBO premieres on uh, March 13th. So uh, let's get right into it. What did you think about the trade between Seattle and, uh, and Denver? What did you think about Russ now winding up in Denver? Your two cents on that subject. So, you know, when... Detroit traded Stafford to Los Angeles. It was, there was very much a feeling of good for the Lions, right? Like, this guy doesn't want to be there anymore. It's been hard enough. Let's just go ahead and send him somewhere nice, and that's what they did. When Russell and Seattle, it just seemed like everybody was tired of everybody because I would have thought that they could have gotten more of a package for him than the one that they ultimately got back. And the one they got back wasn't bad, but you compare it like to the Stafford package, I'm not sure that it's the same. And I think most of us would have said that we thought that Russell Wilson was a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. But see, what I wanted to hear for the Broncos, just because so many people stay good, really old, doesn't mean that everybody's going to do that. And so Russell Wilson is 33 years old and has taken 40, 45 sacks a year since he got into the league 10 years ago. I don't know for how much longer he's going to be a guy that you can expect to play elite-level quarterback. So you would not have taken that shot that Denver took? Well, I think if I'm Denver, I take the shot because it's the best chance that you're going to have. Like Everybody gets, gets a bit handcuffed when you're in a year where there's no good quarterback in the draft. Right, where there's nobody in the draft that anybody seems to have real enthusiasm about. So then it's like, well, where do you go to find a quarterback? Good quarterbacks are typically not available. Like, I would even, if I'm on the phone with Seattle while this happened, given that Seattle is still trying to do something to win now, I'm really skeptical as to why it is this thing is for sale. What, just because he wants to be traded? What that got to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's the ultimate mystery, Bomani, um, and that one I still can't get a, a straight answer about, even, even privately. Um, people, if you will, close to the situation – do not talk about it. It's like Fight Club or Third Rail, whatever you want to say is, why did Russell Wilson have to go? Why did he want to go? Why did this marriage get dissolved? What happened here? I don't get it. Well, you know, the front office doesn't seem to like him very much. 
by he, he he doesn't seem to elicit the warm and fuzzies from the people who are around him. And the things that we heard about the way Richard Sherman and those guys looked at him, it doesn't sound like those guys necessarily liked him. That's not to say that he's a bad leader because he might have been good at leading them. But he doesn't – one thing about Russell Wilson, if you've ever talked to him, and I, I imagine you guys have had the pleasure of him not answering your questions <laughs> on your radio show. Like, I've had the pleasure of him not answering my questions on my radio show. And when he doesn't answer your questions on a radio show, it's not like he tries to be slick about it. Right. Like, he'll laugh to acknowledge, wow, what a great question that I would answer if I wasn't Russell Wilson. <laughs> and then he just starts talking about something else. Like, I don't know how many people in his actual life like, really know that dude. Because anytime we wind up around him or we see him, he's giving a projection of what Russell Wilson quarterback is supposed to be. And I don't know how well that works when you're actually dealing with people every day, like, especially with the type of personalities they used to have on that team, the kind of personality that B. Carroll is. But I am floored that a team that still thinks it has a chance to win now, whether that's true or not is its own discussion. But if they think they have a chance to win now and they traded a Hall of Fame quarterback away, wow. Or they just figured that they didn't have a chance to win right now and that without a first-round selection this year, this is their best chance to reset and better to do it now than try and run back what they did last year. That may be it too, Bomani, you know? Yeah, it could. And like, I want to see what quarterback they ultimately wind up with. Because that's when Russell Wilson's going to get really mad about this. Like, if he looks up and they think, fine, we'll just go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, man, I'd be ready to fire something down. Like, what, what exactly is it that you're trying to say about me? And so I just don't know what option there is for them to land. Like, I am actually talking myself into the idea that Mitchell Trubisky is going to be a good option for somebody. I'm really getting to that point. I don't feel great about it, but I got an argument. But if they, if they ain't going to win nothing if they got Mitchell Trubisky. Bomani Jones here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, about five minutes before you joined, um, Carson Wentz was acquired by the Washington Commanders. He's back in the NFC East. He's now a twice-traded quarterback um, who had a season last year that put the Colts in position to be kind of like the Niners, that proverbial team you didn't want to see, but then they fell flat. He got COVID. He wasn't vaccinated. He got covid um, at a time when it appeared it didn't really matter if you were vaxxed or not. But I just bring that up because that is something that's stuck in the craw of the Colts um, and it's stuck in the craw of the Cowboys with Amari, uh, you know, Amari Cooper. Putting it all together, though, that's my long wind-up by saying uh, Wentz, to me, doesn't appear to be that big swing quarterback that Washington Commander fans were hopeful for. I wonder what your thought is on that subject. I'm just amazed that people keep talking themselves into him. Like, that year that he had, uh, the, the year before last, the 2020 season, was an all-time terrible year for a quarterback. Very few quarterbacks ever get a chance to start again after playing that poorly, let alone somebody trade a first-round pick to get you. Then somebody else, after you don't come through when it matters at the end of that season, still talking yourselves into this 29-year-old quarterback that doesn't even necessarily – um, relate that well to people and whose team didn't necessarily like him that much when he was in Philadelphia. And that's just what's so wild to me about this is I understand that there's a quarterback scarcity, but why do you think that this guy is something different than what he's demonstrated himself to be? And so let's say he's in the same camp as Garoppolo, which is something that you could make an argument for after the way it ended last year. Like I heard you right before I came on, and you were saying with him he was good until he wasn't. And there's some guys, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, 
Carson Wentz. There's always going to be until he wasn't. That moment is always going to come up. Do you want a quarterback where you know in the end he's going to be the one to mess it up? Hmm. What about the Rodgers re-signing? What do you think now that we've – and it's amazing. His his re-signing, Bomani Jones, uh, was front-page news, if you will, uh, top of the uh, uh, news stack news, uh, top of our Twitter feed news for about 90 minutes until the – the um, Wilson trade came in, and we've been waiting two years to find out how Rogers' long-term uh, future would be decided for Green Bay. We finally have it. He's staying put. The one thing I want to give Aaron Rodgers credit for, and he's done a lot of kooky things in the course of the past few months, but I appreciated the fact that when it wasn't going well with the Packers, and he said it wasn't going well, when it got better, he acknowledged that it was getting better and gave credit to everybody for actually putting in work for it to get better. Like, I actually think that for all the things that there's room to slam Aaron Rodgers for, the way that he handled his relationship with the Packers and its ultimate resolution actually made him look pretty good in the situation. Because he could have come and acted a donkey when he showed up this year to make sure that he got out, and he did they made it work. Now, the counterpoint on this, I can't remember if I've given this hot take on this show. It's a bit theoretical, but I think it has a place. All right, you have the floor. If you play your home games in a stadium that is an icebox in January, I'm not sure a pass-heavy approach is the smartest way to play. Right, like you remember in baseball in the '80s when Bush Stadium in St. Louis was like 414 to deep center, and it was a cavern, and so they said, "Fine, you just got a bunch of dudes slap the ball around on AstroTurf and run really fast because you were never <laughs> going to win there playing like trying to hit a bunch of home runs." And I feel like the passing revolution in the NFL makes a lot of sense in the regular season, and then you forget that games are played outdoors in January in a lot of places. And so I've always wondered with with him. And even to a degree, Brett Favre, as it went on with him in his career, is there a home field disadvantage to building everything around the quarterback if you're going to play in Green Bay? Everybody else that plays that far north got a dome. Like, half your division got domes, except for you old-timey teams that think there's something cool about playing in frostbite. <laughs> well, I, I, I have heard this before, not from you, though, so I'll just respond by saying I totally get it. And I understand it, and I would agree with it as a uh, an indication of the future possibilities and successes of Aaron Rodgers. If not for the fact that AJ Dillon was was drafted, and he's the he's the guy that you're supposed to roll down the frozen tundra lane to knock the the pins out of your opponent in in a playoff game like this one against San Francisco, and he got hurt. So it's not like he was there and they went away or Rodgers audibled right. out of it. They had the guy and they had it set up. But the once again, we're, we're left wondering the why and what happened with Rodgers leading a team. You know, like, so I totally understand it. I'm, I guess I need to see it run back one more time before I can say you've 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 hit the nail directly on the head but you're definitely oh, no, around and the, i will say this yeah if you got the option you go with aaron Rodgers. you know what i mean like, right. like it's like if this is the play you make and honestly special teams is what did it in this time and you know no matter what kind of leader we think aaron Rodgers is we don't expect him to lead special teams too like they don't pay him that much money um and so you I mean he's definitely the play 
and that offense is definitely built for them to run the ball if they need to. But I think that all these teams going to need to really reconsider. When this gets late, man, there's a reason why you just pound teams. It still works. I swear it does. Bomani Jones here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So, uh, what uh, what do you want folks to know about game theory? What's it going to look like? Who's your first guest? Walk me through the rundown for the show. Man, I keep I keep forgetting to ask people if I'm allowed to say the particulars of it because I think they're going to release it. So I can tell you this: I can't okay. tell you who the first guest is, but I can tell you it is legitimately one of the biggest names in sports, and not an athlete, but one of the biggest names in sports, and we're premiering on Selection Sunday, and we are going to do a fantastic piece that is commemorating a very important figure in the history of college basketball. And I say to watch this because this show is really going to be fun. Like, I'm in a situation where they really gave me the keys and said, we're going to put together the show that you want. So, like, if you've seen me on television in the last however many years, through no fault of anybody else's, but by and large, it's me on a show that's built to exist outside of me. This is me on a show that is built absolutely for me. Like, we got a great team of writers. We got a great team of producers. And this is the most creative thing that I have ever done. Like, I've spent the better part of however many months just kind of sitting around and coming up with stuff and figuring out, like, so if I was doing a podcast segment about this, now we can take it to the next level because we got a field team that can go out and shoot something that surrounded that. And I got other really smart, brilliant people that can look at what I said and be like, hey, well, what about this? Well, maybe we can add that and everything else. So, like, stuff I've done before was probably limited by my brain. Now we're expanding outside of all of that. And we did a test show a couple weeks ago, and the biggest compliment that we got from the executives really was, this feels like a show that's supposed to be on HBO. Well, then congratulations. I don't know how good it no. I say this. I don't know how good episode two gonna be, but I can tell you episode one gonna be a smoker. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I love it, Bomani, and and I say congratulations in advance without even seeing it because way back in the day, one of uh, a few agents ago, uh, one of my agents said to me at the time, "What do you want out of your career? Like, what 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 is exactly you want out of your career?" And I thought it was a trick question, and he's like, "The one thing that you can have out of your career is what." And, you know, I say longevity, money, you know, whatever. And, you know, I said, finally, uncle, what is it? And he said, the ability to choose your own assignments, because everything else comes from that. And for you to be able to be set up the way that you are set up on HBO is terrific. I mean, that's a rarity in our business. And, um, you know, uh, one of the producers, Adam McKay, I mean, he couldn't be more smart and successful and you know obviously big time so in advance i say congrats and i can't wait to see what you're cooking up look man i appreciate it mina Collins is kind enough to send me a picture they have put an advertisement up for this show at the beverly center like oh okay that's what we're doing that's it like every now and then there's a moment where i'm like oh this is legit we sat down for the test show and it's like and action and the from HBO came up, and I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, yeah. almost had to stop down. Like, I was like, oh, snap. You got to stop down, huh? I would. I, I don't blame you. That's pretty cool, Bamani. Yeah. That is great. Uh, so when the six-episode uh, run ends on April 17th, what Lakers team will be uh, taking the floor <laughs> around then, do you think? <laughs> Man, like, who, who's still going to want to feel like doing this? 
Like, one of the worst things for them in this situation is that Russell Westbrook is a man of character. And when I say that, I mean they would probably love to, like, send him home, but that man is not the man that's going to let you, like, to steal paychecks. That's not him. I, he's one of my favorite players ever because nobody goes as hard as him. But I've always said part of why he's one of my favorite players is I've never rooted for his team. Like, the consequences and results of his play have never mattered to me. I just appreciate the ethos that's behind it. But they, they have such problems because it goes so far beyond Russell Westbrook because the truth of the matter is you shouldn't make your player the man in charge of the whole operation. And I just think they've given LeBron too much power. And this team they have is one that I don't think can win a championship and I don't think can get better. And so what was a poorly run organization is now a poorly run organization that seems to be one faction being the star player and his agency that represents six players on the team. And on the other side, all the people who have been there forever and kind of resent it. So uh, boiling it all down, uh, getting set to be the away team in their own arena in a play-in game? Is that basically what you're saying I mean, the, right now? Can you think of – I can't think of anything more embarrassing <laughs> than if the Lakers were to lose a play-in game to the Clippers without Paul George and without Kawhi Leonard at their own house to miss the entire playoffs. Like, I just experienced the exhilarating joy of Duke losing Coach K's last game against Carolina at home. Couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been better. This is like the only thing I can imagine being like halfway close to it, but for a different reason. Not because it's a rivalry, but the idea that the Lakers is embarrassing enough that you've got to play in this contrivance just to get in. And you might lose at your own house to the Clippers? That would be the debut of the sequel, Firing Time, on HBO, right? <laughs> yeah, Frank Bogus has got to be like, look, man, I, I don't know what else I can do. Nothing, nobody thinks this is his fault. Everybody thinks he should be fired. That's what a guaranteed contract does. (laughs) That is a perfect way to say it. Everybody thinks it's not his fault, but everybody thinks that she should still be fired. That is an unfortunate spot to be in as an HC anywhere. No money guaranteed, though. I wish somebody would fire me for guaranteed money. (laughs) So uh, before we let uh, Bomani Jones go, go ahead and hit him. uh, Yeah, Bo, uh, we're the same age. TJ here, we're big music fans. As you know, it's the 25th anniversary today of the Notorious B.I.G.'s death. If you just could just speak on his cultural significance still to this day, maybe what's your favorite song, favorite lyric, etc. I know it's probably really important to you. I think the biggest thing that I'll always remember is that morning that I found out. I can't remember if that was the 9th or the 10th, but I was on the way to work. I was busting tables at the Fud Ruggers at Willowbrook Mall, and the news came over that Biggie had died. And I was 16, but I remember, man, that, was, that hit me really hard. But part of why it hit me really hard was this is like six months after Tupac had died, and it all felt like a fait accompli in a way that was just hurtful, right? And it just felt like like everything just felt like such chaos because this dude was the coldest. Like in terms of just the ability to manipulate words and make sounds out of it and everything else, he was so good and managed to become like supremely famous largely on the strength of just being so good. But if you want best lyrics, they're probably all in victory. The first verse of Victory is like one of the most amazing pieces of writing that anybody has ever done. And also, I'm kind of doing it like this because most of my favorite Biggie lines are not appropriate for the Federal <laughs> 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 Commission. 
That's the TV. What the uh, the TV mature seventeen rating that you're going to see on HBO? Yeah. Maybe I got you. Hey, congrats again on your show. Uh, let's uh, let's do this again uh, very soon. I always enjoy when you call in and have a and have a chat. Terrific. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. March thirteenth on HBO, streaming on HBO Max. Game Theory with Bomani Jones, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Can't wait. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle. O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. Callaway didn't just create their longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every player because Rogue ST irons come in four different offerings, each model using artificial intelligence, by the way, on a high-strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. Their most popular iron of the bunch is Rogue ST Max, okay? It's designed for the wise range of players because of its refined game improvement shaping and incredible combat combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. But for you low to mid-range single-digit handicappers, Rogue ST Pro will give you that hollow body construction in a sleek, compact player shape. Callaway's best game improvement model, though, is the Max OS. There's the Max OS Lite, their most forgiving high-launch iron. It comes with wider soles and increased lofts and a lightweight package for players with slower swing speeds. That would be me. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Doug in Pensacola, Florida. Let's take your call before we hit the Wednesday road. What's up, Doug? Hey, Rich. I've, I've got a hypothetical for you for something that you'd said a little earlier. Okay. You said that there were uh, rumblings at the combine that the Colts might go YOLO yep. after Derek Carr. Yep. Let's say that does happen. What was to be that if the Raiders would turn around, take those picks, package them, and approach the Texans for Deshaun Watson, and if that was to happen, you would then have the AFC West that would have Mahomes, oh boy. Herbert, Wilson, and Watson. That would be um, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, um, and as I just said, the AFC West as it currently stands, 
um, is the best quarterback division in football now that Russell Wilson has joined it. And that's why, you know, Denver made this swing because if I'm going to face Herbert forevermore twice a year, and I know they had his number uh, this year um, in Denver, um, and uh, and if I'm facing Mahomes twice a year, I better get, you know, I, I better stop bringing a knife to the gunfight. And right. um, so, yeah, uh, that would be an incredible upgrade uh, for um, the entire division, although Derek Carr had some terrific games this year and had one of his best seasons ever. The problem is, and thank you for the call. Appreciate it, Doug. Everybody's talking about Watson like, oh, yeah, um, he'll eventually clear everything. There's a grand jury. On Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. You're reading. I, I Again, I try my best to, to read up on this stuff so I'm as knowledgeable as possible when these things come up. Friday, there's a grand jury, and this thing could potentially be over in a day. It could go a few days. I don't know. Nobody does. And if there is an indictment handed down, and apparently all it takes is a majority of the grand jurists to do it in the state of Texas, then this enters a totally different phase, this conversation. And if there is no bill handed down, meaning no indictment, then there's the matter of 20-some-odd civil cases that apparently he doesn't want to sign an NDA for because he wants everything out there because it's been, from his camp, unfairly and um, inaccurately portraying him. And so there's still the matter of what's true and what's not. Who wants a piece of that? Right now, as it stands here, the Wednesday before the new league year, I don't want a piece of that. No matter how incredibly talented he is and and completely out of character from the guy that I've met over and over again. You know? This has been going on for a year. Deshaun Watson lost a year of his career to this. In his prime. At the ascendancy of his prime. And everybody's just like, oh yeah, Watson. How about Watson? Let's go get Watson. Let's see what Watson is as a human before we could talk about the Watson as a football player. And then there's still the Watson, the human, uh, factored into whether you want Watson, the football player. Yeah, he's only 26. It's insane. So I'm not ready to talk about it yet. Let's see what happens. And... The issue for Deshaun, outside of the the obvious I've just stated, just talking about it football-wise, is everybody's got to get their plans in order. Now, if there's a team that hasn't solved their quarterback issue in the new league year free agency and decides to go into free agency um, deeper into the summer to see who comes available, or they decide to go into the draft and that doesn't yield anything, And then you're hoping to see how healthy Winston is before making a move in his direction or anything like that. And this gets resolved in a manner that makes him viable as a football player and citizen. Then you can address it. But that won't 
apparently be resolved between now and Wednesday unless there's no bill that hands in, no indictment Friday, grand jury's done, he gets to work over the weekend, settles everything, and it comes out him smelling like the rose that he hopes he can smell like. Then he hits the new league year wide open. Now we're talking. But for the moment, I can't sit here and say, well, yeah, they're going to make this trade and do this and do that. One thing's for sure, if Seattle does have that in their plan, they now have the draft capital for it today that they didn't have yesterday. That's the state of the Winston affair as we go out the door on this Wednesday. What's the Watson affair. Did I say Winston? Yeah, you did it again. did it again. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) If Susie's watching at home, she's like, are you kidding me again? That's the Watson latest. The Watson latest, yeah. Good God. I need to just have this written in front of me yeah. all the time. 61% think the team name is the biggest Washington disappointment. Then over Carson Wentz. Yeah. Congratulations to Carson Wentz. <laughs> Thanks for joining the football team.